0: G'day and welcome to the Hunting Connection podcast. My name is Zach Williams and I am your host. Here we'll connect you with hunters, fishers and outdoor enthusiasts from around the globe. This podcast will share hunting and fishing stories including past experiences and tackle the tough hunting stereotypes our community faces. We hope to be a positive influence to those outside the community while also having a laugh along the way. Hope you enjoy the podcast. G'day and welcome to another episode of Hunting Connection Podcast. Uh, Tonight we have a, well, when you're listening to it, it's a bonus episode with a couple of the guys that are heading over to Snake Island with me in the same period. So I thought because they recommend that you, you know, contact um, the other hunters that are going in the period with you, um, I put a group chat together with everyone and asked asked who wants to jump on the podcast and have a quick chat about um what their background of hunting is how long they've been applying and just yeah see see what their expectations are for snake island so that's uh call the first guy now rob so welcome rob thank you for coming on the podcast
1: no, nah, the pleasure's mine, Zach, and um, thanks for having me on.
0: Nah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, I was I was pretty excited to get a couple of the guys out of the out of our period on just just so we can get our expectations out, and you know, guys that draw in the future have a little bit of um, insiders knowledge because there's not too much out there.
1: Yeah, well, that's, you're you're absolutely right, and look, it's, it's you know we experienced it trying to sort of we all got in contact with each other. It was great. You started with a um, a group and we got to see firsthand that there was a lot of things that we don't, we didn't really know. And we weren't sure of what to expect and sort of helping each other out. It, you know, it's it basically made it a lot easier for us or sort of, it's made it a lot easier for me. It's sort of sort of eased my mind a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's been good having that camaraderie there, just being able to say, Oh, look, what are you guys taking? Are you taking this? Um, how are you taking this? That, you know, the, the stands are a big one over there, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So,
0: where are you from, Rob?
1: I'm based in Melbourne, Victoria.
0: Melbourne, very nice. Nice and close to Snake Island. Don't have to travel too far.
1: Uh, Not as far as yourself, that's for sure. But It's it's, it's still a journey that needs planning, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely going to be worth the trip, whether I get a deer or not. Um, But, you know, talking to past guys, we're in one of the best best times to go, so...
1: Oh, fingers crossed the you. Uh, <laughs> so
0: what do you do for fingers work?
1: Crossed. Uh I just work for the um for a council, for the local council.
0: Yeah, very nice. Nice job. Um, so how did you get into hunting?
1: Uh it probably started when I was sort of just a young kid and um it probably began at very early ages when, you know, going out with, with dad. Um it was more fishing and then it slowly turned into a bit of hunting, but Beautiful. It started off with fishing, you know, mum, mum would work a night shift um, and dad would always want to go out fishing, so he'd have to drag us along because, you know, we are a bit too young to leave at home.
0: Yeah, I know that feeling dad.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then it sort of slowly progressed but with the hunting, you know, you had to sit in the car and everything else and then it sort of faded off um, over a big period, you know, as I was growing up. Uh, and then I slowly just got back into it and different... Uh, different species and sort of met new people and you try new things and go out and it just kept growing and growing and it's just been a huge you know part of my life since.
0: Beautiful. So what were your bread and butter species growing up chasing hunting when you're first getting into it?
1: Well as a kid I'd I'd watch dads shoot rabbits and ducks and you know I'd have to just I'd I'd either when I was old enough I'd be the one who picks them up and that's all I could do but as I got older and as I was able to get around myself, um, sort of got onto a few people that I work with, and they sort of guided me and taught me a few things and showed me how they they, they got they were into um sort uh, samba. Beautiful. And you know the more the more the more stories I heard, I thought, geez, that's something like you know I'd love to get into that. And then the only things that I ever found myself doing were uh, either chasing samba or heading out fishing with a tinny.
0: That's awesome. What was your first samba?
1: I'm not even going to lie, it was a hind, um, very first one. And I actually got onto somebody, and it was a private property. And he sort of, he's he's got, I think it's four or 500 acres back onto some state forest.
0: That's awesome. And
1: just as I, yeah, it was the very last day I was there. And I thought, you know what? I've had enough. I'm I'm heading home. So I started to make my way back to camp. And as I was about halfway back to camp, i just seen something move and I thought, what is that? And i you know, have a quick look through the binos and typical samba, you know, just puts its head behind the tree thinking <laughs> it's hiding from you when it's got this huge arse sticking out. Um, and I just kept my eye on it, kept my eye on it, and I thought, oh, you know, just play, this, play the waiting game. And sure enough, it stepped out and took the shot. And I, I just remember sitting there going, now I know I've hit it, but is this real? Like, have I actually <laughs> hit one? And then it's, yeah, I thought, right. Then I got up to it and I thought, now I've heard all the stories of, you know, spoken about this a thousand times. I'm like, now yeah, it's time to put all those words into action. Now, where do I start? <laughs> now I've got to chop, chop this up. Can I, you know, can I hoist it up myself? How do I do it? And by the end of it, oh, I've never driven home. I think it was a four and a half hour journey. I've never driven home, but four and a half hours with a smile on my face. It was just, like I said, it was surreal.
0: Yeah, that's that's one of those things. Like you get get the first one down, and you're like, "Shit, where do I begin? Where do yep. I start?"
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No,
0: nah, that's awesome. That, and there's no no better venison. Like Samba's just a that's a really really good good bit of bit of venison, and it's very different to like fallow and reds.
1: Oh, absolutely. I've 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 eaten the majority of um, venison available, and. Look, I haven't had hoggies yet. Fellows, fellows, good, but I don't think you get to really experience or taste that that true game flavour out of a fellow.
0: Yeah, I can understand
1: that. Yeah, Samba offers, um, it might be because it's sort of that mountainous sort of cow, but um, it offers a a different, it's like a unique flavour. It is. It's a very unique flavour.
0: It goes real pale when cooked, like certain cuts. It's almost like pork. it goes that real porky pale colour, which is well surprising.
1: Well, I do it sort of. There's a whole it depends on the cut, but there's a whole bunch of ways that we do it. And if we're doing anything to do with steak, um, you know, I've got friends saying, "Oh, how do you cook it? And what does it taste like?" And the first thing I say to them is, "How do you enjoy your steak?" Yeah. If they say any, if they say well or well done, I say, "Well, don't eat venison because <laughs> you've absolutely ruined it. And you're going to be chewing for days. I said it's not designed for that, so don't bother."
0: <laughs> yeah, it it can be like that. I found aging stuff. It's not too bad when it's when it's cooked. You know, I cook for a vast variety of people who like it. You know, two seconds on each side. Where some people like it five minutes each side.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sort of I'm a I'm sort of in between. I generally I'm a you know I don't know what you call it. Uh, media uh, sort of medium rare. That's what yep. sort of, that's the, that's the style I'm into. I don't know, but. Like I say, if you have if having them well done, don't even bother. Just go buy any cut you want from, from the shop and just ruin it that way.
0: <laughs> exactly. What's Speaking of um, the venison side of it, what's your favourite go-to meal with venison?
1: We've, well, our number one, the second we take down a, um, a samba, everybody knows that there's going to be jerky for days. So we absolutely love making jerky out of it. That's awesome, um, and then it's and then it's hard. But it's either between a a roast um, or if I can be bothered, some sausages.
0: Yep, sausages there are, are
1: good. Mind. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm a bit of a snag kind of guy. If I've got a barbie going, I've got to have some snags. But yeah, you know, if, if if I can be bothered going, doing all the work, it'll be sausages. But I, I don't mind a roast.
0: Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. I love a good good couple shanks in the slow cooker with yeah, a nice nice gravy,
1: mate. mate Mate, we haven't even shot one yet and you make my mouth water.
0: (laughs) So when it comes to the hog deer ballot, how long have you been applying for?
1: Uh, This is my 12th year. 12th year. Wow. That's a a bit of a journey. Well, (laughs) it is. um, It is. But, you know, I think I kind of convinced myself that because I've waited so long, it's going to be – sort of more uh, how do I say it it's, it's probably worthwhile for me at all. it's not really worthwhile it's more I'm gonna really I don't know, enjoy it just that 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 bit extra if it was sort of your first year you put in and you got it it I don't know you kind of think to yourself oh okay they picked me out of them you know pulled me name out but after 12 years of trying and then Actually, I didn't. I, I, I couldn't watch. I was actually working oh, no. when they were doing the uh, the draw. So I get a text from a friend, and he says, "Congratulations, mate!" And I said, oh, "Okay, what are, what are you congratulating me for?" <laughs> so he sends. So he sends me, you know, a snippet. He must have recorded it on the phone. He sends it to me, and I said, "What's that?" Oh, it's a hog. And I said, "Hang on, that's the hog about ballot." So while I'm working, I said to me, you know, my colleague, I said, "Mate, pull over, pull over. So said, why? I said, I to watch something. <laughs> and sure enough, I'm watching it. I'm watching then he sends another text and the message pops up and, it, you know, whatever it was, I can't remember right now. Just go to three minutes and 46 seconds. So I'm like, oh, here we go. And then, you know, uh, uh, well, what it was, um, he says it's for the um, second period, pulls out the first name, pulls out the second name and it's my one. And I thought, oh, you ripper. So I started. Like almost screaming, and my colleague was like, "What? What's, what's wrong with you?" I said, "Mate, I'm going for a hunt," and he's like, "Yeah, what's what sort of what's you?" I said, nah, don't don't worry, you don't understand." So, as soon as I I watched that, I thought, "Oh, you you are kidding me." It Didn't even feel real. Like twelve years of yeah yeah, my name hasn't even pulled out. Not even as a um uh, emergency. Yeah, wow. So to, to to get the name pulled out, I thought, nah, it can't be real." So I watched it again. I thought yeah it's happening finally it's happening.
0: Yeah I was I was very very similar you know I woke up to a message saying hey you you drew the ballot I'm like hang on wait what and then <laughs> I I've, I've opened up another message yeah you drew the ballot and yeah, I had about three or four different messages from from people and I've jumped on the hog deer on the Facebook page the Deer, the blonde bay hog deer advisory group page and yeah sure enough there I was I think I was drawn number six I'm like holy okay. shit and I watched it about yeah six seven <laughs> times I'm like this this can't be real
1: <laughs> but yeah, I'll tell you what it's I reckon unless yeah how long have you been doing
0: it uh, this was either my fifth or sixth year
1: yeah so you're you're that's that's pretty much the same you'd be you almost expect not to hear your name.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, so what they do for so you, like, after 12, I'm thinking, yeah, you're whatever, yeah, well, <laughs> next year again, next year again. And then when they pulled the name out, I think we, we must have had the same reaction. Uh, That's awesome.
0: I, I reckon anyone would have the same reaction, no matter where you draw it at, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, an ex- it's an exciting thing. And then explaining to people who don't know anything about it, <laughs> what it is, and they're like, why is it so exciting? And you're like explaining it. It's yep. like, you know, they're one of the rarer species to hunt in Australia. You know, they're one of the most prized. You know, you have to go across oh. to an island. You're living off the island for a week. You have to take everything over there with you. You have to build this ladder, rickshaw stand to hunt out yep. of and sit in it, you know. They're a
1: 60-kilo oh, they, they animal. Don't even go there. <laughs> don't even go there with, with the rickshaw. I've, I've had, I think it's six, six or seven neighbours. Um, you know, I've been testing it up and down in the driveway to <laughs> see if the wheels work and set it up in the front yard, and they're all looking at it. I even had my parents come over and just look at it and go, what on earth is that? <laughs> and I said, it's a stand. And they said, what? And I'm like, yeah, well, you've got to hunt off it and blah, blah, blah. I said, why don't you just walk around and do what you normally do? I'm like, you can't. I'm trying to explain to them. They're like, you realize that the wheels aren't touching the floor, yeah? And I'm like, "Yes, yeah, because it's set up. <laughs> no, but the wheels don't. T- I said, "Don't worry." I said, "Well, I pack it up. You'll, you'll see what I'm talking about." I think I only had two people that um that I told about. Like my wife, as soon as I said, "Guess what?" she said, "What?" I said my name got pulled out, and she's like, "Oh my god!" After so long, you know, <laughs> she was all excited. And the only other person that was you know thrilled for me was the actual person that sent me the message saying, "Hey, mate, you've been picked." So
2: uh-huh. happy
1: days, I think, for both of us.
0: That's awesome. That's, that's so good. Um, so what are your expectations on heading over oh. there? What, what are you expecting? Um...
1: Re- realistically, um, I don't want to sort of – I'd love to say, well, we're going there. By day two, I'll be heading back because I'm going to have a stag in the bag. You know? but, <laughs> um, I think – Realistically, my expectations are going to be a lot of a lot of hard work on the legs because you know all the research that I've been you know doing and all the information that I've got from some people is it's very sandy. It can be overgrown. You know, you're going to be walking and you're going to be pulling these carts. So expect you know a bit of hard yards. Yeah. So. Um, the sit and wait game isn't something as a stalker that you normally do. You do small portions of it. So my expectations are I've really got to, I don't know, I don't even, I've just got to keep in my in the back of my mind, I've got to keep reminding myself of what I've been told from previous sort of hunters or people that know about it is it's a sit and wait game. If, you, if you're if you planning on walking around, you've got no hope. Yeah. Um, so. What do I expect? I'm expecting to, or I should say, hoping is at least see yeah. a few. I I I really expect to see a few, just because of what I've been told. Yeah. Whether whether or not one, you know, makes itself available for the taking is something different. But yeah, my expectation is we we are. I think I think we will manage to see them. Whether or not a shot presents itself is something different. But so uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's I don't know, we've just gotta take it as it comes, I think.
0: Exactly. Do you have um any ideas on what you're gonna let walk, what you're going to take, or you are gonna take, are
1: you gonna you know,
0: a spike walks out and uh, you know, a little forky or
1: I tell you what, every every second day I've got a I've got a different answer. <laughs> there's, there's times when I say, I couldn't care less if it's a hind or you know, if it's a stag, I'm just gonna I'll take it down and do whatever else. But then there's days where I say, you know what? I'll sit and wait, I'll try and photograph, you know, if it's just a hind letter, come in and photograph it and wait for a stag, but do you risk waiting for the stag and because it's the first time, do you take the chances you're given or do you just sit and wait and, you know, do you pass them up? Yeah, I don't know, it's just going to have to be on the day, like if it's, you know, Friday afternoon and you've seen nothing and the only thing that presents itself is, is a, uh, is a hind, guess what? Yeah. We're coming home with a hind.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, if, it,
1: if, it, if, it, if it's day one, four minutes in, and, you know, there she is just grazing away, I might just look at it and just go, right, let me get a couple of happy snaps of that and just sit and wait and see what happens.
0: Yeah, with the time that we're going, we're pretty lucky. It's going to be like towards the end of their rut. So, right now, the yeah. first periods going over there, they're going to be pretty much right in the heart of the rut and we'll be yep. r- wrapping up towards the end of it. So fingers crossed there's a few deer still chasing. So if you see it to hopefully that there's going to be a stag trailing pretty close behind her. Absolutely. Um,
1: Absolutely.
0: And Barry Howlett, he said on the podcast that i just done with him, he was saying if that when they turn bro- like broadside and their antlers are about the same length as their face, they're about 10, 10 and a half inches, I think he said. So... That's yep. a good good way to estimate how how big they are. So if their antlers are longer than their their head and their face, it's a good stag.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think if a um, if a half decent stag, you know, if the antlers are sort of equal to its to its face, if it presents itself, it's um, I think we'll be coming home with with um, with one. But I'm not going to sort of I'm not out there just to chase the biggest thing I can find. I think because it's my first opportunity yeah. after sort of like I said, after entering for twelve years, that's what's making or sort of helping make my decision.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a totally different concept for us because you know you watch all the American shows and they're like, don't shoot, like don't pass on the first day that you'd shoot on the last day type thing, you know, because I've got the whole yeah. tag system. This is our only real. Tag system hunting, apart from the fallow deer tagging in Tasmania, yeah. so it's like our first real experience of that type yeah. of thing. Because you go out for samba and fallow and reds, and it's, you can just take whatever you want when you want, you know. Yeah, it's it's a different one. So, what calibre are you going to be running over there for them?
1: I'm going to take, a, I consider taking over the three hundred eight, but I think I've, I've changed up, and I'm going to be taking my three hundred.
0: Yep. Just make sure they don't run. <laughs>
1: yeah, that one will definitely make sure that um, it's the last piece of grass that it gets to chew on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just want to avoid that shoulder. Um, I was speaking to Shane, who's going to be the, the next next guest tonight, um, and he's he was talking to some taxidermists, and he said the amount of capes that get ruined on that off shoulder by <laughs> just two bigger guns yeah. blowing a hole through. Oh.
1: Better taxidermist, I think. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if, if the taxidermist says, "Ah, it's a bit raw," say, "Well, mate, we well, better put your um your masterclass here. So <laughs> put I, your feelers um, out for New Cape." Well, well, that's right. I will tell you what, I um, that's another thing that sort of is playing on my mind. I'm like, I've already, I've already, you know, put it in my mind that we're coming home with something, and I'm like, "Well, do we just go shoulder man, or do we do a, an entire, do we do the whole hoggy to put on yep. the stands?" Yeah, you know, I've got my wife going. Where, where the hell are you going to put a whole deer? And I said, Oh no, it's okay. This thing's only about as big as the, you know, one of our dogs. And she just, Oh, that's okay. then get the whole thing done. Who cares?
0: <laughs> that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah pretty,
1: pretty lucky actually.
0: Very, very. So, what have you done to get ready for Snake Island?
1: Um, a lot of a lot of research on on tides because I'm taking the own boat. Yep. And the boat boat's only, you know, I think it's not even a year old. So I don't really want to lose it. But because um, I know their tides are a little bit tricky. So uh been doing a little bit of research on the tides and just sort the, of their areas. Apart from that, it's um trying to keep a list of what I'm taking, what's essential, what isn't, uh building a rickshaw or you know your ladder stand.
0: Yeah.
1: Um trying to find what if I take it, um, it, was, it was given to me actually. Um, some of those, you know, the scent, you know, you got those scent blocker sprays and yep. things like that. So yep. um, somebody gave me some stuff and it's this really, really potent stuff. And he's like, that's that's actually concentrated. Yeah, smell it from here. Like, <laughs> and then, you know, I had to wash my hands. I think it was about eight times just to get this scent off. Jesus. Yeah, it's quite <laughs> strange. He said, you only put a little bit in a bottle and, you know. Yeah, you know, I said like, yeah, it's okay, it's okay. But um, I think for me, it's more the preparation is it's it's another deer hunt.
0: Yeah.
1: So we've all hunted deer before, so it's, we're lucky in that aspect. But it's more this the cart, um, loading the cart, and and sort of to and from the island. They're the ones that I've been focusing on.
0: Yeah, that's they're the big ones, and that's that's something yeah. that most people haven't really realised that it seems like speaking to other people in other periods and our period as well, like our group of guys is that not many people realize that you had to find your own way over there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right.
0: Like you think that you'd drop you off
1: and then pick you up. (laughs) (laughs) How awesome awesome would that be? That would be good.
0: But it wouldn't oh, be as we'll challenging. It wouldn't make, make for the story, you know, when you get back and you have to tell nah. everyone what went into prepping. and.
1: <laughs> well, well, what I didn't say earlier was actually when when I did see that my name got pulled out or but after all the excitement, when I was at home, I sort of went, ah, oh, fuck. And then Lisa says, oh, what's wrong? I said, I wish I bloody got got pulled out for the mainland, like, you know, yeah, the mainland. I said, not, not the only." She said, why? I said, because logistically, it's it can be a nightmare.
0: Yeah.
1: And she said, oh, well, you better start, you know, looking up and researching and make sure you don't stuff it up. And I went, don't worry. that That's the easy part, but it's still going to be playing on your mind. That's all.
0: Yeah, it's going to be playing on your mind till you get over there. And that's that's everyone's everyone's thought of getting over there, no matter how they're getting over there.
1: Yeah, that's right. So that's right.
0: what about passing time in the stand? What do you reckon you're going to do? Take a magazine, take some audio books or...?
1: Haven't even thought about it to be honest. My, um, I was talking about it just the other day, and I said, "Do I take the headphones? You know, do I listen to something?" But I thought I'm, uh, I I like to hear every little crunch, and it sort of gets my attention. And so I haven't haven't overly thought about it, but I, I did. Um, I am going to take. Or sorry, I, I just finally finished my little ritual stamping today, and just as I was sitting there looking at it, I thought I might go to um, somewhere like you know, I don't know, Kmart or something and you know how you can buy them bathroom hangers or yep. don't even know what people hang them on. It's like a little metal basket, spray it, you know, green or black Yeah. just so then while I'm up there, I can have everything there where there's absolutely no need for me to get down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's,
1: um, I might, I might just attach it. Yeah. I'll attach a couple of those to the side of the ladder and just think, well, carries some drink. I'll have a backpack full of liquid anyway. You know, my lunch will be in there and something else, my pee bottle and everything else. Yep. But, um, I, I just I haven't really put too much thought into how am I gonna kill the time.
0: Yeah, that's that's gonna be my biggest issue. I can sit for, you know, an hour max most of the time, so I'll I reckon I'll be yeah. headphones, maybe a couple of old hunting magazines that I have laying around and yeah, just make sure I've got plenty of downloads of podcasts and audio books. Well, audiobooks well you can
1: just you can just listen to yourself, I guess. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go mad, mate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just. Yeah, I think I've, the second I, I flip page one of whatever magazine it is, something's going to walk out and I'll spook it. Or yeah, that's, that's just my luck.
0: Yeah, it's it's the hard thing. Yeah. They say to watch the kangaroos. The deer come out yeah, when the okay. kangaroos do, and if the kangaroos yep. spook, the deer spook. So yeah, just okay. typical deer hunting. Trying to avoid well, those bloody hoppy things.
1: Yeah. Well, I will tell you what. If if you if you can come up with something to if you whatever you've you know sort of come up with it, you're going to use to kill the time. I'm I'm all ears.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I reckon just one headphone in and podcast, podcast and music. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe sleep with I'll, one eye open. <laughs>
1: uh, I tell you what, it's, it's oh, well, something that i have going to think about. I think. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just sit there and hopefully don't nod off.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that that's another thing that Barry said. He said that the. Um, Sitting there, the boredom um, makes people bail. He said, like, people get to day two, day three and just like, no, I want off, I'm going, I haven't gotten anything,
1: I'm bored. I'll ride it out. I'll definitely ride out the whole five days. That doesn't bother me one bit. Rain, hail, shine, it's, you know, we've done it before. I've hunted snow, I've hunted, you know, scorching hot terrain, chasing pigs and stuff like that. So, you know, if if I get scared off after two days, um, it's almost, I'll be... I'll sort of be i'll be disappointed in myself i you, probably won't even enter the ballot ever again
0: yeah you'll kick yourself for the rest of your life that's for sure yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely so moving on to the um a couple of other questions just rounding up um what are your top five dream animals without you know m- without like the care of money or anything what would you go chase
1: i can only tell you the one and it's i could i could probably just rattle off another four that I'd like to shoot and, you know, whether I get it or not, who cares? But I have, I have one. Um, and it's anything over 50 inches. I want to get a kudu. Kudu? Beautiful.
0: Yeah, They're outstanding
1: that, that, looking that is animal. My number one. Yeah. Ever since I started hunting deer, um, that, that was always, as soon as I laid eyes on it and watched them, you know, watched a few clips on it, things, I said, one day I want to get one. And that has to be over 50 inches. Or I won't even, wouldn't, I wouldn't care. I won't pull the trigger, but Kudu is my number one. It'll always be my number one.
0: You need to um, look a fella up called um, Craig Merton. He um, he's the Aussie um, booker for Cruiser Safaris, and they get some nice, nice ones over there. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, he's okay, some really nice uh, animals. The only, the only disappointing thing for me was that. Um, the day I found out that the majority of these people that hunt these sort of, you know, let's call them trophies, they're all on private farms and yeah you know, not not so big paddocks. And the day I found that out, I was absolutely devastated. I actually thought everybody went out and risked getting eaten by a lion, and you know, you did the hard yards, but no, they just drive up to a hut and they sit there and. They let all the animals out and they go and drink at the same old watering hole and they just get to pluck one so yeah if there's something that's sort of a bit more free range that that's what I'm into rather than
0: yeah most of them are a big with, like yeah. high fence ranch but you're talking you know eighty thousand hundred hundred 150 thousand just high fenced and all the animals roam through yeah. it's only a very very small amount that do the can hunting where they let the animals out so it's only a very yeah. very small
1: and I think those those ones don't impress me the slightest. As honest. they as they but shouldn't. You should. You might as well have just left it in the cage and walked up to the cage. It,
0: exactly. You know,
1: if all you, <laughs> if all you wanted was um, a head on a wall, they should have just said to him, "Mate, I'm, I'm just I'd rather sit here and drink at the bar." Just, Hang on a second, bang, pull the trigger. That's not really. That's not my style.
0: And there's probably guys that do that too.
1: <laughs> oh, right. How many, how many videos do you see or, you know, you get these hunting safari stories or whatever it is, and usually the Yanks, they sort of, um, these big, rich Yanks, they've got, they're not really uh, hunting sort of guys and they just, oh, yeah, we're going Africa for a safari and they just, you know, eat and live like kings and just walk. They, they pretty much just do those sort of farm styles. I don't really like that. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, getting getting off topic a bit, but yeah, now no, Kudu's my number one. That's all. Yeah.
0: What about f- four others, just anywhere in the world?
1: I haven't even thought about it to be honest. <laughs> I've, only, I've only ever I've only ever had the one. I'd, I'd like to shoot maybe a big big grizzly. Yep. Um, stuff him and use him as a rug.
0: Yep, I can understand um, that.
1: Yeah, one of those big, um, maybe just a big elk yep. over in the states. Um. Uh, if I just had to make them up, on, i don't know—probably a lion or something. Yeah, that would be—that'd be fun if I had yeah. the money. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Yeah, absolutely. I'm not even sure you can bring them back. No, nah, you
0: can't. You can do replica mounts. So, they do replica mounts yeah. for all that type of stuff now, but it's—it's it's definitely yeah. not the same.
1: Okay. Actually, actually, I, 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 there is one where you don't kill it. That's the only reason why I'm interested in doing it. It's probably one of my favourite animals too. You—you um, you dart them so that they can vet check them. I'd, I'd love to dart a... Um, cause I'd never want to kill one. They're just so beautiful. Like, they're very unique. I'd love to dart a, a rhinoceros. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh called I'd, I'd, green hunting, I believe.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. I, I, I could see myself doing that. Only, only for that animal in particular. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of my favourites. Just that real unique. It's, there's nothing quite like it. So I'd like to dart it, get up close, and then just, yeah, watch that one roam free. The rest... Um, the rest, I don't mind if they enter
0: the oven. So that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I heard uh, giraffe steaks are pretty good.
1: <laughs> well, well, well. you know what? I'm, I'm adding giraffe to my um, top five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine the neck, neck cho- chops on them would be spectacular.
1: <laughs> oh, mate, you'd,
0: you'd be eating for the next five years, wouldn't you? 100%. Uh, best <laughs> hunting story. What's the best, best quick hunting story you can...
1: Best quick hunting story... Um, I probably, I don't know, oh, I can share sort of the first deer, last year and that, but I might I might share one that's more unique than anything.
0: Yep.
1: And I, was, I, got, I got sort of put onto a property for some fallow deer and I head out to this property and it was basically the border of Vic and New South Wales and it was not very far from the Murray and had a couple of those, you know, tributaries that come off it. Yep. And I thought, oh, yeah, I is hunted in the morning. And then come, I think it was day two that I was there, um, I thought, you know what, let me get the rod out. I'll fish one of these little rivers, these little streams that comes off it. And as I'm having a fish, um, I sort of looked to the left, I looked to the right, and I said, I don't know if it's me eyes playing tricks on me or whatever, but it kind of looks like marijuana here. <laughs> and it was crops and crops worth. And I sort of kept looking around I thought, seems a bit suspicious. So anyway, I text message, um, property owner, I text message. And he said, don't move from where you are. I'm coming. I didn't say anything in the message. But yeah. I said, mate, I, 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 I sort of stumbled across something. I
2: don't
1: know, you know, you know, shit, I don't know if I meant to. I don't know if you know about it. He said, just stay. So he comes over and he says, have you touched any of it? I said, no. Bloody hell no. And he says, you sure? And I said, yeah. He says, well, look across there. He says, you see that post? Yep. Look right behind it. And I thought sort I of had a look. And I'm like, is that some bloke there? He said, yep. Now look over there. Yep. And then there was a couple of blokes there and this crop. And I said, what's for go And he says, they're, they're coppers. And he says, they've been watching this for the last, I think it's three, four weeks. Jesus. So they're, they're, they're waiting for the person to come in and collect it. <laughs> and, he, and he goes So I need to know Did you touch it I said mate haven't touched it I said mate Get me out of here I said stuff the fish And I'm going chasing beer deer again
0: <laughs> That's incredible uh, oh, that, That's something you, well, That a the property owner that we see uh, The that... things
1: that we see but His property was It's quite big But yeah. because it was On the edge of this Sort of river creek um, They've obviously planted it all their things And you know No one comes here They'll get away with it Yeah yeah it's that's just, incredible. Uh, some, of the stuff, some of the stuff that we see is, you know, you you tell people these stories, and then all they tell, you know, tell me is, you know, oh, I played this my cat on the weekend, and I'm like, well, I come across, stumbled across this big illegal crop, and <laughs> a million said, dollars, goes, crop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do you get up to? I said, mate, you've got to become an outdoorsman. You see the world. Go for it.
0: Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's something the farmer should have gave you a heads up to before you had. <laughs>
1: well, well, I don't, I don't, I don't think he expected me to sort of just. Give up on the hunt and go for a bit of a fish. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Oh well, uh, yeah, That's it's good for a story anyway.
0: That's hilarious. That's that's a good one for sure. So, what is hunting to
1: you? What's hunting to me? No, I'd love to just be able to easily say, "Oh, to provide food." Yeah. Um, but it's it's more than that. It's definitely more than that. It's to me, I see it as, you know, it's. A, it's a it's a chance, or sort of gives us the ability to meet new people. We create friendships. It's just it takes it's something that you absorb into your life. That yeah, I don't know. It provides so much more than just meat on the table. Yeah, hundred percent. I've 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 met so many cool people. Um, I've met so many, made so many new friends. Um, I've made so I've had so many adventures. All because of hunting.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So if, I, if I wasn't if I wasn't into it, I would have never seen so much of this, so much of our country. Other places around the world wouldn't have met the people that I'm, you know, friends with now. I've got lifelong friends. Um, you know, we've even got friends where, okay, we know it's you know quail season, so that's the group. And yeah. even though we may only see each other sort of two, three, four times a year, it's there's a bond that you have. And you know that that is your clan. That's it. You've these are mates. These are your. They're almost like family.
0: And yeah. Um, yeah. You
1: know, you're going out for this particular year or this season or whatever it is. You, it's it's so much more for me than oh, I get to put meat on the table. It's not. It's, it's. There's a whole life around it. It's. I'm so privileged and I'm so thankful that it's one of my passions because it, it allowed me to sort of develop and create something that I probably wouldn't have had if I didn't get into
0: hunting. Yeah, man, you hit, you hit the nail on the head. That's one of my favorite questions to ask guests on this podcast, just because that yeah, every single way that a guest puts it, I can relate a hundred percent, you know, just yeah. the new friends you make, the, you know, the relations you form with old friends, whether they, you know, start out coming out with you and they've never hunted before. It's yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's hard to put into words. Yeah. So, but it, I think it he did sometimes
1: a, it is. Yeah. I
0: think you did a brilliant job there, but I just want to thank you for for coming on, um, giving us a brief rundown. And if you're interested at the end of the hunt, um, hopefully you're successful. We can get you back on here and chat about how the hunt all went down.
1: Absolutely, I'm, I'd be more than happy to. Yeah, whether whether I'm successful or not, um, even just if I can, if I have the ability to give a couple of pointers or just some sort of info for the next guy that says if this happens and then oh hang on listen to this like he's he actually sort of covered that I'm, I'm more than happy to come on
0: yeah beautiful beautiful that's exactly yep. what i'm trying to do here so future hunters that are hunting snake island whether it's sunday island even um ball pool they've got some um some heads up before they go out there
1: yeah absolutely because i know the next person that gets pulled like gets their name pulled out next year or Year after they're going to be going through the exact same things that we did, and you know, nerve wracking. But if we can help, exactly, it'll be awesome.
0: Exactly, uh, awesome. Thank you very much for coming on today.
1: Now nah, the pleasure mine, pleasure's all mine. Easy, mate. Have a good night. Absolutely. See you later. Catch Bye you. Bye for you. So.
0: That was awesome of Rob for coming on. Um, our next guest is going to be Shane, so we'll just call him up. Awesome, Shane. Thank you for coming on tonight.
2: That's no problem, mate. No problem at all. All
0: good. So we'll jump straight into the questions. Where are you from?
2: I'm from uh, a little place just north of Launceston in uh, Tassie called uh, Turner's Marsh.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful.
2: Yep. yep. Just a... Uh, Uh, It's about 20 minutes uh, northeast of system, really. Yep.
0: Awesome. And what do you do for work, Shane?
2: Um, I'm a glazier by trade. I had 45 years uh, sort of glazing, and the last two years I've been putting automatic doors in.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. I I, crate, yeah. Like I said the yeah. other night when we spoke, I, I know I've got a lot of family that are glaziers. They're all good blokes.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now it's pretty common now. Like when I started all those years ago, uh, it wasn't so much a common job, but windows are everywhere now. So it's a they pretty are. common job for a lot of young people.
0: It is, it is, it is. I'm too clumsy to work with glass, that's why I stayed out of it.
2: (laughs) Oh, okay, yeah, no, it's pretty safe these days, yeah.
0: Exactly. (laughs) How did you get into hunting, Shane?
2: Well, a long time ago when I was a first-year apprentice, um, one of the fellows I worked with, uh, he was a keen rabbit shooter. Yeah. And... um, he took me along rabbit shooting, and uh, that's uh, where, it, like a lot of young boys of the time, that's where it probably started. Uh, next thing you know, my first pay packet, I, I bought my first rifle.
0: Beautiful. That's a, that's a great way yeah. to get about it. Uh, yeah. What about your yeah. first deer? When did you progress into deer hunting?
2: I done it, started about deer hunting about 32, 33 years ago. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was a long time uh before I really got into deer hunting, I suppose, yeah.
0: And fallow yeah. was your first species to get onto?
2: Yeah, fallow deer, fallow deer. A mate of mine, uh he was a shepherd on a property. Yeah. And um he took me out and um I really haven't stopped since that day.
0: <laughs> I, I know that feeling, man.
2: I know that feeling. Yeah, yeah. And you know it's uh it's just progressed. Um I've been uh up and down uh, the east coast of Australia and over to uh, South Australia and New Zealand, uh, just uh, chasing game animals.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can, I can definitely relate to that. You know, it's a, it's addictive, and you just want to keep trying new, new, different species, and then go back and chase old ones as well.
2: So exactly, exactly. Yeah, very addictive. It's a, some people say it's a, an obsession.
0: Yeah, <laughs> an obsession, <laughs> yeah. Addic- an addiction.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, so, uh, and, um, you know, you get the bug and, uh, some people get out of it, but I think, um, it'll be with me till I can't do it anymore, so to speak.
0: Yes, yes, um, am yeah. very much the same. So yep. you've, you've taken, what, five species of deer in, in Australia?
2: Yeah, yep, yep, and, I've got, um, just sitting in the garage here now, look at them all. Beautiful. Uh, Yes, so now, uh for the Australian deer, of uh, the last one on the list uh, is the hoggy, and uh like I said to you the other day, uh, I've been uh, in the ballot for twenty-five years to thirty years. I was going to go through and find my first badge. You know, I used to ride away once and enter the ballot, but yep. now it's all electronic and uh,
0: makes yeah,
2: it very yeah, easy. You right, ride right away, and then they that send you a badge back for, uh, as an acceptance, but, uh, yeah, but, uh, now I finally got a gig, you know, so I'm, I'm very, very happy.
0: Yes. We're very happy to have you on our ballot. You know, you drew as an emergency yeah. and that's, that's incredible after 25 yeah, to 30 yeah. years of applying.
2: Yeah, I was, uh, I was number six of emergency and, um, I don't know how many went in the first period, but, uh, or they or they might not have even been able to go, or didn't want to want to uh, take on the hassle of actually getting to Snake Island. You know, um, there's a bit of uh, coordination that goes into just getting out of Victoria onto the island itself. Really,
0: it is. It is. It's um, a crazy way to get over there. That's for sure. So yep, yep. you already covered my next question. What are your expectations for um, for hunting hog deer over there and getting...
2: Um, I think um, in our period um, we'll have a fairly good chance of some of us guys um, obtaining a uh, a representative hog deer. Beautiful. Because uh, there's only been like eight people in before us and um, so the island... Would have had uh, three or four days rest by the time we get on it for, you know, other than if any poachers have been there, of course. But, uh, you know, for us to get a deer on, um, to just get a representative hog deer, I'm fairly, I um, think that we're going to do do okay. From my, thinking, understa-
0: from my understanding, the first group are going, they're already on the island now. So they're going to have about a two-week break between... Um, every every period, so they're going to be nice and well rested by the time we get there.
2: Yeah, yeah, it'll be very well settled down. The deer, if they're like all other species, will be back into their routine. And um, you know, if we uh, hunt smart and uh, have studied uh, books and DVDs and uh, YouTube and uh, watched our other guys do it, uh, the main thing I think if we We get to a position, we set up our camps and and then we just uh, do minimal movement sort of straight from camp to uh, where you want to sit and sit and come out. I think we'll have a chance of um, shooting a deer.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. Um, How how do you think you're going to go passing the time while you're in the rickshaw?
2: Um, Look, I, I can sit and wait most things out That's I've good. had plenty of practice so uh providing the flies don't drive me crazy but I've got uh I've got good clothing um I've bought a couple of um face nets uh that I was advised to do that so they'll come down over my neck and uh, my collars will be up so I think uh the first three or four hours of the morning will be interesting because uh if you get into a decent spot uh, you have a chance to see deer and that keeps your excitement level up. Sure does. And, and then you may, uh, if you're not too far from your camp, you know, most people say in the heat of the day, after 11 or 12 o'clock, you must as well go back to camp for a couple of hours and rest up. Yep. Because you've got a long session in the second part from about 4 o'clock till, it still won't be dark till 8.30, 9 o'clock when we we're on the island so, you know, still got four, four and a half hour period of um daylight, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna to be tough. Um I'm very yeah. much a walker, so it's gonna be very tough for me to sit there and just wait. So I've downloading podcasts, yeah. tape maybe take a couple of magazines or something out with me. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well that's because 'cause I'll um I you can get addicted to your phone and googling and marking around and um, I think uh Mr. Big could walk straight by you if you're not careful. So.
0: Yeah, from my understanding, there's not too much signal on the island, so it will be just, you know, have some already pre-downloaded and just sit there with a phone in the pocket, have one headphone in and just watching and listening.
2: Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting and, um, you know, we're just lucky enough to get a gig to go there and we've got to make the most of it.
0: Yes, 100%. I just had um Rob on just before before you yep. and it, he took 12 13 years to draw and I've taken 5 6 years to draw, so it's it's we've got all different different levels of waiting that we've we've all had, so it's it's definitely going to be interesting. Um
2: Yeah, yep. and uh, I think uh you know from what the chat is on the, on the um because I've only just joined Facebook, but on the Messenger thing on Facebook, yep. it's, uh, you know, we've got um, a decent bunch of people and they're all keen and they all uh, seem, you know, to be helping each other. So it'll be it'll be a good week, you know, and um, we'll all get to meet up on either the Saturday night or the Sunday morning pre-briefing and, like, there's, uh, I think there's four of us on the one boat. So... Yep. Um, it'll be it'll be a good uh, a good week of hunting you know even though we're all in trying individually i think we'll all work as a team too yeah so uh, yeah, that's de- my that's my take on it yes
0: yeah. yes definitely um what about yep. deer wise um what's your expectations what are you going to take what are you going to let walk
2: um i'm uh, I've built my rickshaw and I've uh, give that a road test uh, this morning. Beautiful. I, I, uh, I went for uh, one and a 1.5k walk with, with it. So um, I've got uh, 30 litres of water on it. Yep. And then I'll get a bit of dry ice from the Eski. Um, I've just got a tent and a sleeping bag and a sleeping roll and then uh, a few clothes and uh, just, uh, just enough food, just enough food just to, to keep me. Um, Keep my mind on it. Yep. And, uh, you know, that, that'll be it. I've been next weekend is, uh, the final prep, you know, check, uh, I'll go re- take the rifle out again next weekend yep. and, uh, have another couple of shots through that. I loaded a few bullets today. So yeah, yes. um, uh, um, just, uh, practice off the bench again with the, with the rifle next week. And then, uh. I'm not taking a tree stand. I'm just taking a uh, Vanguard uh, tripod. Yep, and a, and a bit of cloth for a blind. And um, you know, I'll practice shooting hitting a hundred metre gong off the tripod, and then I'll be uh, I'll be quite comfortable then. Awesome. So, yeah. so what yeah, about
0: deer wise? What are you going? What what deer are you? you're planning on shooting is it first stag that walks out or is it first hind Well,
2: uh, I'm, I'm very much still in the studying process on that i'm trying to get uh, a bit of an indication at the minute for these sort of antlered animals so you can gauge the length i'm yep. trying to uh trying to find a couple of mounts where i can measure from the coronet to the nose yep. and get a figure in my head whether that's 9 inches eight inches or 10 inches and then look at a, an antler and say well that's one and a half length of his his nose to his coronets, you know so he's uh, he's 13 to 15 but if I find a representative species a deer of the species a stag of the species I'll be happy yeah. you know we're not all going to shoot 17 18 inch stags um, I think we we let the the uh, 12-inch ones go another year and try and look for about a 14 or 15-inch stag.
0: Yeah, beautiful. I had um, Barry Howlett from from the um, Blonde Bay Hog Deer Association on the, uh, sorry, advisory group on the other day, and he was saying that um, you're looking at about 10 inches. So if the antler is the same length from the coronet to the tip of the nose, it's about 10 inches.
2: Okay. Well, you've helped me out already.
0: <laughs> That's great to hear. That's great to hear. At least, yeah, at least we're all learning well, something.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, if you look at it, and um, like a lot of those ones you uh, you're watching on the YouTube or DVDs, you know, they have a good curve in them, so that uh, that puts a bit of extra length in them. So it does. Yeah. Like one and a half, one and a half lengths of his um, his head indicates your trophy
0: yes yes yeah um, yeah and i reckon anything 10 inches and above for me is going to be be a trophy
2: <laughs> yeah look um i won't live another 30 years to get another gig at it yes you know, so <laughs> <laughs> i've got i've got to be mindful and uh you don't uh, like when you're even when you do guided hunch you don't want to be uh, 24 hours out from the end of the hunt and still not have a trophy, you know?
0: Yes, yes, exactly. Don't pass pass on the uh, first day that you'd shoot on the last day, as Stephen Rennell yeah, tends to say.
2: Exactly. If, you, if uh, you feel it's a taker, it's a taker. Yes. At the very, at the very end of the day, if you proceed forward and mount it, it's only got to make you pleased.
0: And it's going to be a nice little freezer topper as well
2: <laughs> yeah yep yeah, yeah yeah so hopefully we can get off the island and then go through the rest of the process with um without uh, having our meat uh spoiled you know hope when we're not there and it's you know low 30s you know we can keep the meat cool enough to to go through the process and uh, and still have a recoverable deer.
0: yeah that's that's one thing i'm worried about like as as much as I'm yep. worried about hide slip or something, the meat like going over there and losing the meat, I would I'd be quite devastated with that.
2: Yeah, yep. So, uh, you know, whether we go back um, and take the take the opportunity to take the hind, um, yep. or leave the island uh, unsettled for the for the rest of the guys, um, you know, we'll probably decide as uh, as things move forward.
0: Yeah, it depends what you're saying, really.
2: Yeah, yeah, but, um, you know, I, I'm fairly confident that, um, you know, at least four or five of us will be lucky enough to take a stag. Oh, don't get my hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, from, from everything and from everybody you talk to that's been there in the past, and, and like, I don't know if they take any culling procedures on this island during the year. I don't know too much about that. I don't but, believe so. Uh, no, well, um, you know, obviously, uh, what is there, seven pools for hunters, so it's 56 hunters go on through this balloted system. So, uh, yeah, you know, that's, that's uh, you'd have to say that's 35, 40 deer, yes. and then they probably, probably lose a, a few to, to poaching activities because it's, uh, it's not that far off uh, mainland Australia. Yeah,
0: it does sound like they um, get a fair few poachers over there, unfortunately, and there's also foxes yeah. on the island, I found out, too, so that would uh, probably do a fair bit of damage to the hog deer fawns.
2: Yeah, it would take young fawns, nothing sure, you know, cause the, the whole animal's only only um, about the, the size of a, uh, a decent sheep, you know, so you not yeah. just take, take land, no trouble.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, we're pretty lucky in Tassie. we don't have props.
0: Yeah, yeah, very lucky over there with that.
2: Um yeah.
0: So what have you done to get ready for Snake Island?
2: Um I just uh continually walking. Um I used to ride uh the bike a bit but I've got a dicky knee so I can't uh can't uh, turn the pedals over anymore. So uh, yeah, but uh no I um I'm fairly active. I like to walk at- you know, for at least four days a week, and yeah. a, a, a walk would only really be between four and eight kilometres. I, I done an 8K walk this morning and come home and took the rickshaw for that K and a half, so that yeah, was that's... nine and a half days this morning. Yeah, um, you know, through the winter, you know, um, I've got a treadmill set up in the garage here, and I watch a lot of deer uh, DVDs with the Australian... Uh, YouTube, sorry, with the yep. Australian guys that are making the content, you know, so, um, awesome. yeah, you know, um, I, I just, uh, watch what I eat and, um, you know, just, just do the walking, you know, I don't go running or anything, um, you know, when you, when you're deer hunting, it's, uh, what, like they say, if you, uh, if you bring up a sweat, you're moving too fast.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. You just want to be ready for the, well, we don't have to worry about too much hills over there, but the sand will be pretty draining from what I've heard.
2: Yep, yep. So, uh, look, uh, this this sort of hunting is um, walk in, you know, if you're going to walk three or four k's or two k's, it doesn't really matter. Yep. Walk in, uh, sit down and walk out. And, um, from the information I've been given, uh, don't walk in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, you know, so yeah, basically I'm as good as I can be. Um, i just keep training and, um, you know, I'm quite happy with where I am at the minute. And, uh. You know, we've got a fortnight where we've just got to dodge all trucks and trains, you know. Keep, <laughs> yeah. out of every big, keep out of everybody's way, you know?
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so
0: yeah. top five dream animals. So, you know, money and all that out of the way. You've already had <coughs> a extensive hunting career. What would be your top five dream animals on the top of the list still to go?
2: Um look well, I'm not into Africa. Yep. I'm not into Africa. Um, I've had a a trip uh, to uh, Alaska and Canada just as a trip with the wife, you know, but, uh, you know, um, I don't think I'd be bothered chasing a a moose. I've I've shot an elk. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So, look, the hardest animal to hunt in our region is bull tar. Yep. Um, I don't know if I'm too old for another hunt for bull tar, but, uh, I would love to do another bull tar hunt. It is, uh, camping on snow and I've done it twice, been in the blizzards, but, uh, the reward is something else. Um, the samba are always good to chase and i go and chase them for a couple of weeks in the middle of the year, every year. Yep. Um, I'd like to go on a buffalo hunt in awesome. the Northern Terps in the Northern Territory and Scrub Bull and the Bantang, you know, uh, combine something like, like that. Three beautiful animals. Uh, yeah, yep. Yeah, so I'd like to do something like that. And if I'm lucky enough, I'd like to bag a hobby.
0: Yes, yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm,
0: It's all on yeah, the cards there with that one. <laughs> yeah,
2: and, and I've shot um, three red stags and uh, I wouldn't mind having a, another go at another red stag because they are uh, on the on the hoof they are just probably the most majestic of our deer species
0: yeah yeah i can i can definitely agree with that
2: you know just the way the deer carries itself you know um they are a nice animal to hunt they're easy to hunt because if you spook them they just stop and turn around and see what
0: them yeah they don't just run like other species <laughs>
2: oh yeah no you know you put a sander up and that's the last you serve it and, you know the same with the fellow. yeah um the chittle were, were nice to hunt you know I've, I've been on two chittle hunts into into uh, Townsville so yep. um, Chartist Towers and that they, they were good to hunt so, yeah and
0: pretty definitely the yeah, prettiest yeah. species we have
2: yeah they are, they are very pretty and um you know, but the but the fellow deer takes them beaten too.
0: Yes, yes, they
2: you yeah, know yeah, they them. They're, they're cagey, bloody animals, fellow deer. They yeah, are, and a will and a will to live. You know, if you don't hit them in the right spot and uh, and drop them, they will carry some lead.
0: Yes, they can. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and they yeah, just yeah. fit into the Australian bush so well, like with colours and just moving through the yeah. landscape.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been lucky enough to uh, yeah. To take the whole four colours we've got here in Tassie, so yep. yeah, so it's so it's pretty good, yeah,
0: yeah, and that's another good thing about the fallow is they do come in the in so many different colours
2: compared yeah, to yeah, other but, yeah other species. Yeah, we've got four colours down here. We've got the white, the red, the mineral, and the or the black. But I think you call it the common over there on the mainland. Yeah, yep.
0: mineral. Yeah, um, yep. And yeah, there's. I can't name them all off the top of my head, but
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, down here they are just called red, white, mineral and uh, and blacks.
0: That's a system yeah. where I can get behind.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that, no, that's all good. Yeah. So, so uh, have you, have you uh, been lucky enough to get a a, a fallow in that you yep. would in South Australia? Wouldn't you?
0: Yep, I've got a few few fallow in South Australia. Um, I've taken a couple of red hinds, a red spike. I took my first red stag last year, um, yep. taken a small samba stag and missed a few opportunities on seeker over across the ditch. So I'll need to get back over there to redeem myself
2: one day. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. there's plenty of seeker around in New Zealand in, in the right spots.
0: There is, that's for sure.
2: Yeah. So, you know, and, they're, and they're easy to hunt, you know. They're, they're so used to trampers and whatnot. In that bush, you know.
0: Yes, 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 and it's just yep. a totally different bush compared to what we have over here. It's thick and dense and wet, and yeah, yeah it's
2: it's crazy. Yep. yep, yep. Victoria can be like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I, I haven't hunted too much of Victoria, so I'm definitely looking forward to getting over there a bit more.
2: Yep, yep. Yeah, no, it's great up the northeast. Really, really good. So the what freedom, about- the, the freedom the Victorians have for hunting is is something else. Public yeah. land,
0: yeah, it is. It's a, it's insane. The rest of Australia needs to get onto that uh, train for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, and you know, and, and the, uh, the employees on the government figures equivalent to over three thousand full time jobs. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's a big. That's a big industry in anybody's terms. You know,
0: it is. It is. It is.
2: Yeah. 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 So,
0: uh, what about yeah. the best hunting story? You've got one, got one off the top of your mind for us.
2: I um, I wrote a story about my first tar hunt into uh, Victoria, and it was published in issue 52 of Wild Deer, and yep. uh, that was um, that was a good story. We uh, we had a really good hunt. I hunted with the late Aaron Kent, and um, he guided me and I I shot a couple of bull tar and I I lost one and I shot a chamois and it was I was probably at the fittest I'd ever been I went when I was 52 and I was extremely fit and uh, I just had a really good time I trained my butt off for you know once I made my mind up to go and um, yeah it was a it was a really great thing and then I went back a year or two later, and I copped every bit of weather that uh, New Zealand could throw at us. You know, I got in a blizzard, uh, two blizzards, one on the tar and one on the chamois. And we never, we uh, we only got to hunt the chamois for a couple of hours before the weather come in. And they didn't think they were going to get the chopper in to get us out. No God, yeah, yeah. It,
0: can, it can be crazy like that over there. the The weather yeah. can switch pretty quick.
2: Yeah, but, uh, you know, the, the time I shot my first Samba stag, you know, and uh, parked the car, and then it was uh, four, five, six trips, I can't remember, but uh, carting out, the closest i get the car was a kilometre, and I bought every piece of the deer out. Nice. And uh, when I got back to the car, you think, I wonder why we throw half of it away, after it's not edible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I think you just got caught up in the moment with with, with your first samba. Like yeah. there's nothing like getting your first samba stag. You know, you do a couple of somersaults and all sorts. You know, when when you get a samba stag stalking.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I haven't had the, ch- the chance to get one stalking yet. You know, I was just doing a bit of yeah. pest control on private property under the spotlight. I was yeah. you know happy happy with it nonetheless but it's still not equivalent to stalking one that's for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I think uh shooting your first stag of any species no matter where you live, you know, uh whatever deer's in that area, you know, um it's always if you if you're into the hunting, it's a, it's always a, a thrill and um it, you know, some people go on with it and some don't, you know, but uh, but it's, uh, you know, that that time in New Zealand would probably be the, the best time.
0: That's you know? awesome. What um, yeah. what um, copy of what, Wild Deer was it again? Just Number one. 52. Number 52. So if anyone yeah. wants to head over yeah. and read that story, go get yourself uh, issue 52 of Wild Deer Mag and uh, yeah. check it out.
2: It's got a red stag on the cover. Beautiful.
0: Um, yeah. Final question. What is hunting to you?
2: Oh uh, well, hunting keeps me fit. Keeps me uh, the opportunity to go to the bush, and I hunt. I would say, if not every weekend, every other weekend, I'm uh, I'm out uh, pursuing something, and um, it's it's a way of life. I, you know, if I'm not hunting, I'm cutting meat up, or I'm loading bullets, or I'm thinking about going hunting, or. You know, driving my wife and my two girls mad with hunting, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep, my,
0: <laughs> yeah. my family can relate there, but it's it's my yeah, wife yeah, and two that, sons.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm not from a hunting family, like, um, you know, my dad died when I was a boy, and, um, you know, I've just made my own way in this, and so I've had no one to to, to show me, like, I've got a good mate who's uh, a lot older than me and he's taken me under his wing and he's uh, over time he's uh, you know if I've done something that you know could be rectified he sort of lets me know and then uh, you know know, to anybody you know that really gets into it it becomes a way of life it's uh, you know you you train for it. You uh, you buy gear for it. Like I've got enough gear here to open two sports stores. You know, <laughs> <laughs> in hunting gear. You know, if I live to a thousand, I'll never need another bloody hunting jacket or anything. But uh, <laughs> yep. you know, it, it, it's uh, it's a, it's you know, if you're really into hunting, uh, it it is. Uh, a way of life. It's it's um, you just don't stop doing it. You're always thinking of where you can go next. Like down here, we only have the fallow deer, or, or you know the Bennett's wallaby to, to hunt, and a lot lot of rabbits and whatnot. But uh, you know that those that live on the mainland, you you're only hours away from chopping and changing what you hunt. You know you got you've got uh, deer, you've got goats, you've got pigs. Everything in most of the regions.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's we're we're pretty yeah. lucky like that. That's one thing I haven't got myself and all the podcast listeners would know, is I haven't got myself a pig in Australia yet. I've taken yeah. one in New Zealand, I've taken one in Mex a couple in Mexico, but yeah. yeah. I haven't even seen a live one in in yeah. Oz yet.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, you know, like some people are just not uh, deer hunters, are pig hunters, and that's yep. all. All they look for is their dogs and pigs. But, uh, exactly. You know. You know. Um, I had a crack at a pig on Flinders Island. I was working over there, but uh, the pig's still going. But uh, he's so, like this is the thing with hunting. You, the hunter, doesn't always have all the luck sometimes the animals have to have luck too.
0: Yeah, 100%. And it wouldn't be yeah. hun- it wouldn't be hunting if it was, was any other way. It would be shooting.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, if they outsmart you or whatever, you've just got to put it behind you, you know, and um, y- then you move on. Exactly. And, yeah, so, uh, no, but, you know, um, one of my daughters says I'm just obsessed with it, you yep. know. So, um, but no. I enjoy it, I enjoy it you know and I'll be doing it as long as I can physically do it you know. No, yeah, you know I'm going on 62 now so I've really probably only got another decade and a bit left left at it if you're a realist you know like walking yeah. hills and, and chasing Samba and like like I walk from daylight till you know I'll go in July so I'm back at the car at four thirty five o'clock and it's a big day chasing sand by like it's a huge up day. and down yeah up and down hills, you know, like all them hills in Victoria forty five degrees plus. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: It's uh, yeah. some gnarly country over there, that's for yeah. sure.
2: Yeah, and they don't stop till bloody up near the sky somewhere, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and beyond sometimes.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, that's that's what hunting is to me. And along with that, it feeds my family and it feeds a lot of other families like um i shoot i'm lucky enough to shoot a few deer and i'm also lucky enough to be able to process that myself um i've been taught that and lucky enough to supply others with tucker you know
0: yeah that's one of the beautiful things about hunting is being able to share your spoils with Friends, family, and even people
2: yeah. that
0: you just yeah. meet—it's like, oh, I've never had venison before. It's like, hang on, let me just run to the freezer for you.
2: Yeah, yep yeah. and I think down here, anyhow, I don't know what it's like on your on your mainland states, but down here, when the pandemic was on, and a lot of the basics, like I don't, I don't, don't have to go to the supermarket to get my food, so I don't really know what it's like, but yeah. While others that were going to the supermarket to get their food at the early stages of the pandemic, there was nothing to buy, you know, and uh, we was lucky enough to be able to continue hunting through that and uh, we supplied some people that just couldn't get get tucker.
0: Yeah, exactly. I I gave a few friends some, some venison, yeah. you know, a bit of mince, a yeah. bit of chops, a bit of, bit of back steaks, bit of everything, so yeah. Yeah. we helped yeah. them through that, that time.
2: Yeah. And the processing of meat, uh, I really enjoy the processing of the meat too.
0: It, it is—it's relaxing, it's calm.
2: And you know, uh, you know, you, I'm probably the experimental bush butcher. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, uh, well, if, if if you're lucky enough to be able to harvest a few deer, you're also lucky enough to say, well, I'll, I'll try something else on the next one. You know. Yep. Or, you know, and so uh, like for the trip uh, yesterday, I had the dehydrator out and uh, I made a dozen bags of jerky. So um,
0: beautiful! Can't yeah. wait to try some.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll bring. I'll bring some over. I've i gave a bag away today to uh, possibly the future son-in-law. So uh, one of the daughters took that home. So uh, if he's yeah, smart, he will
0: stick around so he can get some more.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. He's out here lifting our freezing lid up all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So not, that's where I am with hunting, you know, and, and I know uh, it's something that I really enjoy and it's, it's something that I've really got my teeth into over time.
0: Yep. Yep. I can. Yeah. I, I definitely know that feeling, that's for sure. But I just want yeah. to th- thank you for jumping on tonight and giving us a brief run through. And um, I sure. hope that if if you are lucky enough to get one, or even if you're not um, to come back on after we're, we're all over on the Island, just to uh, actually give us your experiences over there. And hopefully, you know, you'll be able to tell, tell future hunters that go over there, how to get, get one and what to expect. You know, we've gone into this as in what we're expecting. And then hopefully we can go out of it and um, let them know our actual experiences and what to look forward to. And,
2: what to That'd do be different. Great. That'd be great if you uh, yeah, if you want to ring me again. I'm more than happy. I could talk all day about hunting.
0: <laughs> so you could know? I, so could I.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, so, and, and a lot of other, uh, you know, a lot of hunters are the same, too, you, know, they, you know. I find now with hunting, hunting's not like it was 15, 20 years ago. Uh, hunting now is a more open discussion where, Middle-aged and older blokes that have been doing it for a long time are now willing to take people under their wing. Yep. And, and take them out and, uh, hopefully get them some sort of animal, you know, whether it be a male or a female of the species that's Asian. Yep. You know, and give people an opportunity, um, especially on, on, uh, the mainland states where the access to free public land is a lot greater than it is here in Tassie.
0: Yes, exactly. I'm coming from a state with no no public access whatsoever. So
2: yeah, yeah, That's you know it's similar down here. So yep. you know the the guys and girls that are in Victoria, you know, and uh, some of New South Wales and that. You know, you're really blessed if you've got close, handy public access hunting, You know.
0: Yes, yes, 100%. Well, anyway, Shane, yes. I'll let you go, mate. Um, and yep. yeah, I just want to say thank you again for coming on and um, look forward to meeting you and spending some time with you and then look forward to chatting to you after our hog deer
2: experience. Well, thanks for inviting me. It's, it's been great. All good. Thank you
0: very much, mate. Have a good it's night. All
2: right, Alden. I'll see you in a fortnight. You will. <laughs> see you later. mate. Thank Bye. you. Bye.
0: Well, that's it for this episode. Um had two two great hunters on and got to get a get a good rundown of how they've prepped for hunting hog deer. Um this was only going to be a little short short segment, but it ran much longer than I thought it would. I forget how much I, I love talking hunting and listening to other hunters talk about their experiences and stuff like that. So hopefully you enjoy this. This will come out as we're getting ready to head over to Snake Island um, as a bonus episode. So hopefully you all enjoy. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Hunting Connection Podcast. Please head over to our social media and give us a follow. Instagram at Hunting Connection Podcast. Facebook at Hunting Connection Podcast. Twitter at Hunting Connect. TikTok at Hunting Connection Podcast. If you've enjoyed, please share with your friends and family. Tag us in your photos and videos on social media. Subscribe, rate and review to help grow the podcast. If you're interested in giving additional support to the podcast you can head over to our podcast patreon page thank you very much for listening and catch you next episode